Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Adiola Depot here. Thank you so much for downloading Fight Night Extra. Remember, we're here every single Tuesday live on TalkSport to myself, and the great Gareth A. Davis. If you can't join us live, remember to subscribe to the Fight Night podcast channel. So much other great content there as well, such as Fight Night, Fight of My Life, and even the Mike Tyson story, The Boy from Brownsville. This is Fight Night Extra on TalkSport 2. If you love your boxing and your MMA, this is the show for you. Find out extra with myself, Adi Ladipo, and the great Gareth A. Davis, where we discuss all the latest from the world of combat sports. Today, we're going to look back on a thrilling fight from Saturday night as Mauricio Lara got the better of Lee Wood to win the WBA featherweight title in Nottingham. We'll get stuck into the fight and the decision by Woods trainer Ben Davison to throw in the towel, which has seemed by some as the wrong decision, not me. Uh, we'll also talk what next for Lara after he admitted to spitting at Josh Warrington ringside as the pair looked to tee up a trilogy fight. One rematch that won't be happening is Josh Taylor and Jack Cattrall. The pair were due to meet again after the controversial fight last year, but Taylor now looks set to fight Tiafimo Lopez. We are going to be hearing from both men shortly about why exactly this fight fell apart. And if there's any chance, we'll see it again. And we're going to get stuck into the big one. <laughs> Jake Paul versus Tommy Fury this weekend. Remember, it's on Sunday and it'll be live and exclusive and free talk sport listeners look busy show don't go anywhere this is final extra on talk sport 2 Friday pulls out, and then in the, the week following, it was already plans to fight Lopez. Benji Wong's done his own fighter out of mega fight because it's just to get him out and, and keep fit. I actually think that it's, it's a better fight than the Carroll fight. I think it's a harder fight than the Carroll fight. I think Teofimo Lopez is a much higher caliber of opponent than Carroll. Tommy Fury, brother Tyson Fury, you know, yeah. Fury family. <laughs> this kid cannot lose. This fight, there is so much pressure on it. You mean cannot afford to lose? I cannot, yeah, cannot afford to lose. There is so much pressure on it. If by some miracle you manage to beat Tommy Fury, then I'll listen to you. I'll have a little chat with you. See what garbage comes out of your mouth. See what you've got to say. But until then, don't talk about me. Gareth, my man, how are we, sir? Yeah, very good. And we're right into the thick of it now, aren't we? Um, fantastic fight of the weekend, as you said. Um, we'll talk about that in a moment. Did, did this kind of enormous event really it's going to be a big event um you called it the big one uh yeah. it's fury versus paul it's big for lots of different reasons we're going to get stuck into that um and like you say uh i've managed to speak to both uh, jack catterall and josh taylor in in the last few days and I'm, we're going to hear them speaking um 
interestingly, what, both going sideways now. There's a lot of blame game going on, which we'll hear. Uh, Tiafimo Lopez, Josh Taylor is a mouthwatering fight, as, by the way, is Jack Catterall against Regis Progre. I think they're both phenomenal fights. And Jack, as he will tell us later, is not fighting on March 25th now. It'll be in the summer. So if they both fight and they both win, they both want to fight each other later on. It's one of those woulda, shoulda, coulda fights. And uh, Josh Taylor's injury, obviously, the uh, plantar fascia injury, put the kibosh on that. Um, mm. But it's, 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 a, it's a shame, really. But uh, there's a lot of blame game going on there at the moment. Yeah, as you say, we are going to hear from both. You did speak to both on the weekend. Um, you were in the studio on Saturday with Adam Catchell doing the Fight Night show again. Fantastic listen. Um, you were watching then, I'm guessing, the uh, Lee Wood, Mauricio Lara fight live. So I, I want to get your take live first and then the aftermath. When you saw the tail coming in, that's the controversial element to it, isn't it? Isn't controversial now, but then it was. What was your take when the tail got thrown in then, immediately watching it? Um, Did you think, yes, right decision? What, what absolutely was Absolutely right. I mean, there's okay. some very big voices. One of your pals from DAZN, Tony Bellew, not agreeing. Some very big voices talking about um, Ben Davison should have kept um, Lee Wood in there. There were like 10, 12 seconds left to go. My immediate reaction was, why isn't Lara in the neutral corner? One. Uh, yes. And then he was just behind the referee trying to pull the referee out of the way. And you can't blame it, but the referee should have stopped him, pushed him back to the neutral corner again. And the round mm-hmm. probably would have been over. But the towel came in. I thought, yes. He looked on wobbly legs. He couldn't raise his hands, by the way, properly. Yeah. He didn't know where he was. Lara's a vicious puncher. Um, I know we're going to get into the fight in a little bit. Um, I've got a lot to say about it. Tremendous fight. They really delivered. Pinpoint, yes. Live to fight another day. Maybe invoke the rematch clause. Um, but I had no issue whatsoever with Ben Davison throwing in the towel. Yeah, and I'm happy you mentioned a couple of my sort of DAZN colleagues there. Tony Bailey was one after who was very vocal about it being the wrong decision, and he was wrong. And I think he's admitted it now as well. I think Nick, oh, okay, Pete, good. Nick Pete from Fight Disciples hasn't admitted it yet, but I think he on Twitter was like, that was wrong as well. Why do you think there were so many? Dan Raphael, another one saying that um, Lee Wood should sack Ben Davison. Why have there been so many people going the other way on this? Well, there's two lev- levels here. I mean, in the last few months, there's been a kind of um, uh, a lot of hate peddling towards Ben Davison that's totally undeserved. Um, he's a terrific young trainer. He's amongst the very best we've got and amongst the very best in the world. I know Ben intimately. He's a brilliant thinker on the sport. He literally dedicates himself to his fighters. Um, mm. He's a friend, a mentor, a psychologist. He loves his boxing. He's been around it all his life. Um, And I think they're all looking at that Michael Conlon fight and how Wood has great powers of recovery and how he came back and he knocked him out. But Lara's a different animal. Um, And we saw that during the fight. He He got to Wood very early in the fight. And even though Wood was ahead on all three judges' cards... 59, 55, and 58, 56, I think it was, on the other two cards. Um, Lara had a very good sixth round as well, and and Wood seemed to come off the gas. And then again in the seventh round, as they exchanged those powerful left hooks, Wood went low, Lara went high, and, you know, it was chin music for the end of the night for him. And um, I don't see why people were thinking he could go on. I can only think that they were, they were thinking about. He had the power to put Lara out. 
Lara was wobbled a couple of times, but he wasn't really horribly damaged in the fight. Mm. But Lee was under pressure a lot. His face was marked very early on. The blood was to the surface. He, he, you know, he didn't have any issues afterwards either. And he lives to fight another day. And that's key if he wants to in, uh, invoke the rematch clause. Or it goes the other way for Josh Warrington after Spitgate. Yeah, I like that Spitgate. Um, yeah, I, I interviewed uh, Lee in the ring. So that would have been probably 15 minutes or so after Ben Davison threw in the towel. And I could see, and I hate doing those interviews, but you've got to do them. And I could see that he was still concussed. Yeah. I could see it. The answers were a bit slower. Um, he's normally very vocal. And look, obviously, a lot to do with, a lot of that would be to do with disappointment, but he looked like he was still concussed. So 100% the, the right decision. And I 1 trillion percent agree with you about the punch power of Lara. Like, like he had Lee wobbled in the second round yeah. and Lee landed some shots and they seemed to bounce off Lara's chin. I mean, I think Lee hurt him to the body a couple of times, but it almost felt inevitable that Lara was going to get to him. Unless he was perfect for 12 rounds. I never I, I, I never had that. I, I didn't ever have that in my mind during the fight that he was going to get to him. I thought Wood's engine would help him, certainly before the fight. As the fight was progressing, you could see what Lara does. And it's very similar, by the way, to Deontay Wilder, this. If you are light on your feet and elusive and you move away from Wilder's hooks, he almost throws himself over with the power he puts into them. Mm -hmm. And we saw that from Lara maybe four, five, six times during the fight. He's putting everything in, literally throwing the torque of his T-O-R-Q-U-E of his entire body into those punches. And I do feel the battery was draining a bit from Lee. And honestly, I hate the thought now in my head of the eight bell going for the eighth round and him taking 10, 12 power punches, trying to get through the round, fighting back. Because I didn't really see a moment in the fight. He was being beaten in some of the rounds, but I didn't see a moment in the fight when Lara was... He took time off and he regathered himself, but he wasn't being beaten up by Lee in that fight. Yeah, yeah. No, a body yeah. shot hurt him at one point, I think. A hundred percent. And look, we've seen a couple of instances where fighters have save their fighter. We saw it with Tunde Ajayi, obviously saving Anthony Yard against Baturbia. We saw the opposite, though, when you think of um, Kid Galahad and that fight against Kiko Martinez, where he shouldn't have come out for the round. No. He did. He got knocked out. By exactly the now, same punch in the first 10 seconds of the, of the next round. Yeah, absolutely There you right. go. And now you look at Kiko, who then went on to lose to Maxi Hughes, and his career's in tatters. So you've got to save a fighter for another day. You really do. What, what do they do with both next, you think? Lara first, the champion. What do you think they do with him? Um, I think he's the number one in the division, by the way. Obviously, he holds a world's title now, the WBA title. Um, Eddie Hearn promotes him or part promotes he does. him, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, so, he does, I mean, yeah. what a wrecking ball he's brought over. He hasn't got a male <laughs> champion now, you know, Eddie Hearn, in the matchroom stable. Obviously, he's got the women, Taylor, yeah. um, Chantel Cameron, I think Terry, is Terry Harper. Terry Harper, Harper is 150 yeah. pounds she is, yeah. Yeah, so he's got a female champion, but no male champion. I'm not trying to dig there at Eddie, Eddie, by the way. It's just in fascinating. Britain. In Britain. In Britain, in Britain, yeah. yeah. In, yeah. in Britain, obviously. Um, Mauricio Lara, I don't know, you, you, you could do, he's not going to be able to spar maybe for two months now, um, Lee Woods, regardless of whether he's pulled out then, he's going to have to have time off. That'll be mandated by the board at least 30 days, it may be 60. Um, mm -hmm. He'll have his medicals after that, they will have decided, he'll know about that. 
I, I'd say maybe go for the Warrington trilogy now. It was all set up on Saturday night. Yeah. And then see what happens with that. And if Warrington does beat Lara, you can put Wood in with Warrington and the winner can face Lara again. There's a great yeah. little triumvirate there. I think the one guy I'd like to see in with Lara at some point now is Michael Conlon. Um, obviously, Lara is going to be very dangerous, but Conlon has the boxing skills to stretch that fight further as well. But I tell you what, they've unearthed a little diamond in, in Lara. It's an amazing division to come out of Mexico featherweight. 126-pound men in Mexico are not... It's not like they're few and far between. It's, it's a regular just a smaller than medium-sized man. So they've got a lot to choose from. Well, Wilfredo Gomez and all those great um, boxers that they've had over all the years. Um, you know, the, the, the Morales, the Barreras, all those guys were slightly heavier at times, but uh, it went up for further weight divisions. But what a pantheon of greats there are in that era. We might mention them all later. There's at least 10. But um, it, it was a good night. They delivered. What I liked was they delivered what they said they were going to do. I do think that Wood was trying to take the fight late. Yeah, it could have been the case, but unfortunately, he didn't get there. All right, you listen to Vanna Extra on TalkSport 2. Still to come, we are going to hear from Josh Taylor and Jack Cattrall, with both fighters set to move on from their rivalry and face new opponents. And we'll look ahead to Jake Paul versus Tommy Fury as well. But up next, we'll talk more about Mauricio Lara's win over Lee Wood and discuss the post-fight antics between Lara and Josh Warrington and what does Gareth call it? Spitgate. We'll, we'll talk about Spitgate a bit later. Simultaneously landing left hooks and down Wood goes. The danger very much still there. Dying seconds of the seventh round. Can Lara finish it here now? Barely 10 seconds to go and the towel comes in. Ladies and gentlemen, the blue corner throws in the towel, causing referee Michael Alexander call halt to this contest. The official time of the stoppage minutes and 54 seconds of round number seven declaring your winner by tko and the new wea featherweight champion of the world mauricio el bronco Lara. welcome back to final extra on Talksport 2 myself adil adipo the great gareth a. davis um we were, and let's continue this conversation about Ben Davison, Lee Wood, uh, Mauricio Lara, Josh Warrington. You mentioned Michael Collin, who I think is a fascinating name to chuck into the middle of this one because a lot of people were saying to me, Addy, why don't you, why don't they do Lee Wood, Michael Collin now? Is that one, if you're Michael Collin, do you want to go for that, especially now no world title? Is that a, a, is that a scratch that Michael Collin wants to itch? Oh, it's a good question. I mean, I think, you know, Lee's just gone out in front of, a, of a, as you know, a voraciously um, supportive Nottingham crowd. The atmosphere looked amazing. I mean, I, I just thought it was phenomenal the way the fans supported him. Uh, that man, hashtag, or rather, at It's Lee Wood. Um, he's got huge support there. It's definitely doable in Nottingham, but do the fans have the appetite yet for that? Lee's 34. Um, weirdly, someone put out that I said he should retire. I'm not sure about that. Um, I think they'll probably end up invoking the rematch clause. Obviously, it'll depend on what Eddie Hearn wants to do with Josh Warrington as well. But I think Conlon and Wood is it doesn't fit after the result of that fight on, on Saturday night. Um, mm. 
I, 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 unless Lara and Warrington go at it, and then you could think about it. But I, I think Lee Wood, Addy, probably needs a six months off after that. You know, I wouldn't yeah. like to see him fight for six months. Late summer, September time. Um, you know, he, he, he took a very heavy punch, and yeah, um, he's got to recover. He's got to body, brain, all those things. Chin got to recover. Yeah, I, I guess the big problem that they have with Lee, and look. look is that he's 34. Mm. If Lee was 31, you're right. You can almost say, you know, maybe take a step back and take it easy at 34. There's only, I mean, his best years are behind him at that age, right? Absolutely. I mean, at featherweight. Yeah, at, at featherweight. featherweight. You ask people like Barry McGuigan, the former WBC or w, mm. uh, I can't remember, WBC, WBA uh, champion. The best days are behind you at 28 as a, as a mm. 126 pounder. The body thickens up. There was, there was a, a more stringy element to him physically in this fight. I, I, I don't know whether I'm imagining that. Um, and I've got the optics of him being knocked out at the end, but you shouldn't be able to go on too long in your 30s at yeah. 126 pounds. So you never know. He could move weights, for example. Um, I think so, potentially. Well. Yeah, I, I think so. And that's, that's the thing you do, isn't it? If you want to sort of elongate your career at that lower weight class, all the best have jumped up in weight. All the best have done it. Some have jumped two weight classes just to make sure they can stay about. Look at Lee Selby. Lee Selby did it, didn't he? When he lost to, to, to Josh Warrington, went up two weight classes and got a couple more fights. Didn't look great uh, two weights above, but that's what you do when you are getting a bit old. Uh, Josh Warrington was ringside. And I think the plan from sort of Matcham and zone was that if Lara won, so if, apologies, Lee Wood won, I think they would have done a little face-off between Lee Wood and Josh Warrington. And that would have happened at the city ground or Ellen Road. It didn't happen. Josh got spat at by, um, which I hated, by the way, Mauricio Lara. You know, I was actually interviewing him in the ring. He kept spitting in the ring as I was talking to him. And I was like, what are you, honestly, me and Eddie looked at each other like, what are you doing? Like, honestly, every 10 seconds, just spat on the floor, just spat on the floor. And I was like, ugh, it's horrible. While you're interviewing him. Whilst I, so basically, obviously it was through a translator. So every time I went back to the translator, he spat on the floor. And I was like, okay, this is, stop, stop. I didn't want to say that because I just saw his left hook. But I was thinking, <laughs> enough, <laughs> enough, enough, my man. But it didn't surprise me then when people told me he spat at Josh Warrington and hence why Josh Warrington went mad. Look, I, I'll say this. Um, next time you got him in that situation, you have to say, parate de, de hacer esto, por favor. Yeah? Say it again. Say, say it again. Slowly. Parate de hacer esto, por favor. Hope you ain't telling me to say anything about his mom or dad. Is that no, just? I'm just saying, will okay. you stop doing that, please? Yeah, he's got to. Yeah, honestly, it was it wasn't nice. But but he is the number one in the division for me, by the way, and he, he's a terrific fighter. Um, and you know, Eddie's created a monster, really, hasn't he? Yeah, he has. He, he's now become the boogeyman of the division as well. And I, I spoke to him and asked him about that. And look, there are other good featherweights in the division. Um, Isaac Dogbo's there. Rabisi Ramirez is there. But the best ones have gone up. Navarati has gone up. Uh, Ray Vargas, who recently lost, has gone up. So for me, he's number one. He's number one. I would love to see him against another crazy man, that Luis Alberto Lopez that beat Josh Warrington. Two Mexicans going at it in Mexico or anywhere in America. I think that would be fascinating. But yeah, he's dangerous. One thing he certainly isn't, and I hope I don't get sued for this, he's not 24. Oh, then, then, that's a big call. 
There's no way. No, no, it, it really isn't. It really isn't. There's no way that kid's 24. I don't no, know I know what you mean. He does look about 30. But think about this, right? Let me pose this to you. I found this list now. Um, it's courtesy, by the way, of Boxing News last week. It put a fantastic list of um, Mexican uh, featherweight champions. I wonder whether Mauricio Lara will enter this pantheon one day. Salvador Sanchez, yeah? Vicente Salvidar, um, Marco Antonio Barrera, Juan Oof. Manuel Marquez, Ruben <laughs> Olivares is a name that will spring to mind from the 70s, um, Eric Morales, Jorge Paez, um, that was in the 80s, Manuel Medina, remember him? I do remember um, Medina. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, 1991-1998, a brilliant uh, world champion, Johnny Gonzalez, um, first round KO of Abnamares, who was very strong at the time, and Orlando Salido. Um, Salido, who beat, who beat Loma. 2010, yeah, exactly. Yeah. What a list. I, I think if he can keep going and he can beat the, the, the Conlans of this world and the Ray Vargas and all these guys, if he can go through all of these, obviously, as we said, Navarrete's going up and chase Navarrete up a division mm. um, in three or four fights' time. He could have well enter that pantheon he hasn't had the perfect dance partner yet um for we thought lee wood was that on saturday night um and wood i I don't say wasn't up to it but i still favor lara in the second fight maybe even more strongly this time yeah um, once you put someone to sleep like that then you know you can do it again. It's a bit like the Eubank Smith thing. It's actually quite unlucky. You mentioned in some of those names, and I guess to, to almost be in the conversation with those guys, you're going to need to win more world titles. And he's unlucky because obviously when he beat Josh, Josh just vacated the IBF when he beat Josh. So really and truly, he should be he should be talking about a unified featherweight champion here. But um, he can do a lot of damage, honestly. And I, I think they should stop him at the border. Don't let him in again because, yeah. I mean, this guy's just coming over and just wrecking our Brits. He really is. He's wrecking them. Well, I, think I about it. Think about it. He came over here, Addy, in lockdown with probably mm. no hope. He's not a rich man. And, and, and the UK has opened the world for him. It yeah. used to be we were all going over there. Yeah. Our guys were going over there to prove themselves. I mean, it's extraordinary. Um, and I think, I don't know if it's confirmed yet, but I think May 20th, one of our very own John Ryder from just down the road here in Essex um, is going to be uh, going over to fight Canelo in uh, in Mexico, isn't he? Yeah, it's funny. I think they are going to confirm that very soon. And you know, I've spoken to John and I'm like, of all the options, <laughs> like John was like, yeah, they can't wait. Madison Square Garden, maybe Vegas. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, we might do it at the Emirates, the Middle East. No, you're going to Mexico, my friend. Yeah, you're going to Mexico. You're going to you're get going Mexico. Yeah, you're going to get uh, 35, 40,000 Mexicans spitting on you. Talk about Spitgate. I, I, I don't want to insult the Mexican nation here. I, I no, love but the the, the, yeah, I don't think they'll spit with them. I know what you meant. It was an analogy. They'll make it very yeah, difficult. Very, very difficult. That's, they'll, they'll make, that's, the, yeah. that's the lion's den, and they're going to try and eat him in morsels. No, it will be a fascinating fight for John Ryder if it gets announced. But we are starting to get a really good run of fights as well. We, we've had we've had Lee Wood, Lara on the weekend before that, Baturbi of Yar before that, Eubank versus Smith. Hopefully it continues to run of good fights over here in Britain. Go on. Well, just as we end this section, oh. I believe, um, I'm told, oh. I've been digging is this, around. Is this a bit, is this a bit of breaking news? You got a bit well, of breaking not news? breaking news, but, but it's certainly insider information. Okay. There's a lot of um, um, mystique around what's going on with Tyson Fury and Alexander Usyk at the moment. And I've 
talk to a lot of the main men involved. And, and I believe that we may get a resolution in the next couple of days. And we need to because it's only 64 days now to April the 29th. It's not going to be Saudi. It's all pinned for Wembley Stadium April 29th. They are very close, I'm hearing, to getting it over the line. You haven't actually said the names. You know you didn't say the names. Well, we don't need to. April 29th. Tyson Fury against Alexander Usyk for the undisputed heavyweight championship of the world. That's, that's music to every fight fans. Isn't it? Is because that's what we want. It's the biggest fight that can be made this year. But like, don't get me wrong. All these other divisions are fantastic. Like Floyd elevated the welterweight division, and you know all the guys at one thirty-five and the small kids at one twenty-two and one. But the heavyweight division is it. It's the glamour division. It's the big money division, and you've got two fantastic fighters. So Gareth, hopefully, it's breaking news by the time this comes out. But that's great, great news. All right, listen to Vanna Extra on Talksport Two still to come. We'll talk Fury versus Paul which is live on TalkSport this weekend. It's on a Sunday. Make sure you put that one in your calendars. Next up, though, we're going to hear from Josh Taylor and Jack Cattrall. Uh, their much-anticipated rematch is dead. It's done after Josh Taylor agreed to fight Tiffimo Lopez. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome back. You're listening to Vida Extra on TalkSport 2. Myself, Adil Adipo, the great Gareth A. Davis. So Josh Taylor versus Jack Cattrall is not happening, people. Not for now, anyway. It potentially could happen um, at the back end of the 2023. But Josh Taylor looks like he's going to go on to fight Tiafima Lopez. For Jack Cattrall, he could go on and fight Regis Progre for the WBC title. Let's hear from both men. Let's start with Josh Taylor, who actually has blamed Ben Shalom for costing Cattrall the rematch. Ben Shalom's done his own fighter out a mega fight because it's just to get him out and, and keep fit fight. But what what happens if Jack had done that fight and anything can happen in boxing? What happens if he goes out, breaks a hand, gets cut, gets injured or, or gets knocked out or gets beat? That's the fight completely gone anyway. 
So for me, that's a stupid movement for from their behalf for him and his team. Stupid, completely stupid. All you had to do was wait a number of weeks, get the fight. Ben had to get the fight sorted and date a date locked in and get it done, and it had been done. You know, um, and then I get an email on Monday just past there from the WBO that we're mandating you to fight Teofimo Lopez. So it's like, right, okay. If I don't fight Teofimo Lopez and go f- for the, the Cattle fight to try and please other people that I couldn't give a monkey's about, it's my title. I've get, I've let go of all the rest of the other belts. Mm-hmm. Make this happen. I've been very patient and waiting and getting the fight happen, letting the fight happen, making the fight happen. So I've still let go of another belt now. So no, I'm, I'm keeping the belt that I've got. And it's a good fight. And I actually think that it's, it's a better fight than the Carroll fight. I think it's a harder fight than the Carroll fight. I think Teofimo Lopez is a much higher calibre of opponent than Carroll, given that he's had a couple of crap performances, but he's a very, very good high-level opponent. Josh Taylor blaming everyone apart from himself, right? Uh, blaming Ben Chalon, blaming Jack Cattrall. You spoke to him, Gareth. Um, it was That's from your clip. What would you make of the blame game that's going around here? Well, exactly that. It's um, obviously Josh Taylor told they were going to announce that fight, weren't they, with them uh, in the ring at the Eubank uh, uh, Liam Smith fight in Manchester. Um, but obviously, uh, Josh Taylor had the plantar fascia injury the week before. I've seen him at home in his boot. Um, he thinks he's going to be another five to six weeks before he's running on his feet again. And then obviously, there was that announcement on March 25th on the uh, is it the Lawrence Acoli card? Am I right in thinking? It was. It, yeah, you're right, against you David correct. Light, that they'd they'd put Catterall out for a fight, and I think when Jack Catterall was announced as being out for a fight, they went and looked at someone else. We'll hear from Jack Catterall what he has to think about that. He doesn't agree with that. He says the timing is not that. But Josh Taylor's argument is they put that fight out, and I thought, well, what if he loses? Why am I waiting? Tiafimo Lopez was there. The WBO ordered it, didn't they as well? Um, for him to face uh, Teofimo Lopez. So that fight's on. Um, Josh is talking about maybe it going to America. I think it should go to Scotland myself um, and get Lopez over here, take all the advantage you can get. It's a fantastic fight. It's a dangerous fight. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a fine mess. Um, is, it, is, fine is, it mess. A, is it a bigger fight? Josh said it's a harder and bigger fight than Jack Cattrall. True or false? Not a bigger fight for the UK fans because everybody wanted to see the rematch. He also had, a, I think, an off night, taking nothing away from Jack Cattrall on the night, as I will cons- consistently and constantly say. I had uh, Cattrall winning by a couple of rounds that night. Um, it was a close, scrappy fight, but I had Cattrall winning by a couple of rounds. Um, and Josh Taylor proving that he is worthy of still holding the belts. It's a mess because he gave all those belts up as well to keep that WBO title and have the fight with Jack Cattrall. It's a mess because he got an injury. Um, on the surface, I'm going to believe that uh, everything that everyone's saying. I don't think the two men like each other. Cattrall-Taylor for the UK is a, is a big, big fight, the rematch. But uh, stylistically, uh, on a world level, Teofimo Lopez and, and, Jack, uh, and Josh Taylor is a fantastic fight as well. Yeah, I, I think for Josh... Like, you're right. Bigger fight in the UK? No. Bigger fight worldwide? Josh Taylor, Tiafimo? Absolutely. Uh, in terms of what it does in raising his profile in America, it's one of those fights that it goes on your CV and it's like, wow, you've beaten Tiafimo Lopez. So I can understand why Josh would jump at that. Let, let's hear from Jack Catcher. Obviously, clearly 
upset about this fight not happening. He's wasted a year of his career, which is ridiculous. This is what he had to say, not just about Josh Taylor fight falling through, but potentially getting the WBC title fight against Regis Progre. Taylor injured himself, and then it looked like he's going to be fighting Lopez. Uh, I think I've made it quite clear now to, to my promoters and to my team that I don't want to take over fight, and uh, we are pursuing a fight with Regis Progre. I, w- I won't be fighting in Manchester on March the 25th. Okay. Uh, we are in negotiations for a fight with Regis for the WBC world title. Uh, but yeah, it's just been frustrating times. Uh, we'll probably get into it. But yeah, as, as of now, I am in the gym training and we are looking for a potential fight with Regis. Jack Catchell there speaking. It's like, again, blame game. Uh, who's to blame, right? I mean, in a, in a good way, this is a very good runner-up prize. I mean, Regis Progre for the WBC title isn't bad. I mean, it's not like he's fighting for the European or Commonwealth strap. He's going to fight Regis Progre, but it's not Josh Taylor. It probably won't be the same money as Josh Taylor. So you can understand why Jack Catchell is peeved here. Very peeved. Yeah, and I think he's got the more difficult opponents as well. Um, Regis Mm. Progre, I think, was it majority decision or split decision against Josh Taylor way back when at the O2 Arena? It was a very, very close fight. And, And it took it down to the championship rounds for Josh to win that night. They're both very accomplished fighters. I've got so much time for Regis Progre. He's a phenomenal athlete and fighter. Um, and he is definitely world-class, if not elite yeah. class. And I think Jack's got the, the more difficult assignment. He's also up against um, Progre, who knows how to compete at world level, is very accomplished in that way. Um, whereas Tiafibo Lopez is moving up in weight as well. Um, you know, he's moved up from lightweight, rather. He's Obviously, he's up there already, but he's moving up from lightweight to 140 pounds. Um, what I will say for Jack Catterall is um, I don't blame him for going for the WBC title, but mm. I would have much preferred him seeing, seeing him fight Josh Taylor. It's going to be a different kind of fight for him. Both men have said that they still want to have the fight, but it may be on the back of one of them losing or both of them losing. Um, I hope if one loses and one wins, they still want to fight later on and want to put their own belt on the line against the other. Yeah. Um, if, you're, if you're Jack, it probably means, look, Regis has come over here before and he still thinks the loss against Josh is controversial and it only happened Josh, Josh's way because the fight was here at the O2 Arena. If you're Jack, does that mean you're, you're having to go to America to fight Regis? Do you think Regis will come over here and fight Jack? It depends what Boxer and uh, Ben Shalom want to do. Um, You know, I think they will try and create the advantages. Um, Obviously, the timing works for Boxer to have an event over here. Um, Mm. I mean, they're even going to France now, aren't they, on March the 11th? I saw that. Which looks phenomenal with Dan Aziz, who was in the studio with Adam and Catchall and myself on Saturday night. We had a fantastic 45 minutes. And he's very highly ranked, by the way. I'm digressing here. I love him. No, no, no. I love him as well. I love him. He's got the laugh of Frank Bruno. He's got the the personality (laughs) of a superstar. And and as he says to me, and as we both know, he's ready. He's staying ready. He's highly ranked in all four organisations. And his call for a world title shot could come any time. It could literally come any time. So I'm glad they're taking Dan to Paris. It's a sign of good things. They believe in him. Um, and I, I, I just think, I know, I think they'll get Regis Progre over here for Jack Catterall. He's got a following now. Um, but if, if Jack wants to go to the States, like Josh wants to go to the States for, um, for Tiafimo Lopez, go to New York 
um, for the Honduran community. I always say Puerto Rico. I always get it wrong. It's Honduran. Um, but um, but maybe both guys will be here if they can do it on alternate weekends. No, I was going to say the same weekend. Like it's going to go on pay per view. Josh Taylor, Tiafimo Lopez. Imagine co-main event: Regis Progre, Jack Cattrall. Take my money. Take my yeah, money. Yeah, yeah. Take absolutely. all of it. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Well, nineteen ninety-five. Anyway, all right. Next up, we're going to turn our attention to Tommy Fury versus Jake Paul. Remember, it's this weekend. It's live and exclusive on Talk Sport. Losing never comes into my head, and especially about Jake Paul. No matter how many times me and him has been scheduled to fight, never ever once has it ever come into my head that he's going to beat me. Oh, he's down again, and that is it. Jake Paul with a first round destruction. You know, he's unprofessional, he's a flake, he's not a serious businessman, he's not a serious fighter. Welcome back. You're listening to Vina Extra on TalkSport 2. Myself, Adam Depot, the great Gareth A. Davis. All right, time has come. Finally, after going back and forth what feels like a couple of years, we are, and, you know, let's not tempt fate here because, you know, Tommy Fury has pulled out once before, but we are going to get Jake Paul, twice I've been told, but we are going to get Jake Paul versus Tommy Fury this Sunday. It will be live and exclusive on TalkSport as well. Gareth is going to be working on the fight card for us. Gareth, it's happening. The big one. It is finally. Let me give you the big read. It's Sunday, and TalkSport <laughs> is bringing you exclusive radio commentary of Jake Paul versus Tommy Fury live from Saudi Arabia. Let me just, for the listeners, it's free, by the way. Coverage on the night will start at 7 p.m. on TalkSport 2 before switching over to TalkSport at 9 p.m. for the main event. There's also loads of build-up through the week. Sunday, the 26th of February, Eddie. That's the key thing. It's Sunday night, not Saturday night. It's been a long time in the making. It's for bragging rights. It's for bragging rights of a boxer against an influencer. Who's the influencer? Who's the boxer? Family honour is on the line here. As well as family honour, is Tommy Fury defending boxing by fighting Jake Paul? He has it all to lose. Jake Paul's the favourite with the bookies. He's 6-0, four knockouts in three years as a boxer. Tommy's 8-0 with six knockouts in his career. They're fighting at cruiserweight. There's loads of things to discuss here, but we're all rubbernecking a southern area title for millions of pounds, basically. Yeah, it is a southern area title. You are correct. And, and if Tommy Fury is the one defending boxing, then we might be in trouble because <laughs> I wouldn't have sent him to defend boxing. But look, it's a big fight. And I said it at the top, in terms of financials, one of the biggest fights that can be made this year, isn't it? No, it is. I mean, I, I believe that Tommy Fury is going to earn in the region of 5 million. Could be three or four times that for Jake Paul by the time his numbers and subscribers are in. BT Sport wow. are behind it. ESPN's behind it. It's getting the big build-up. Talk Sport are behind it, obviously. Two of the biggest promoters in boxing history are behind it. I mean, it's enormous in so many ways. And yet, what is it? It's a little spat for bragging rights and we're all rubbernecking. But you know what? It's on the extremities of real boxing where Jake Paul, you'd never have been able to say three years ago or even think about saying this. Jake Paul got knockout of the year against Tyrone Woodley with ESPN and then mm -hmm. he, he knocked down Anderson Silva during a bout. 
You're never going to... You you couldn't dream that. That's alternative universe stuff. He has got better. I remember standing next to him the other day at the Art of Better BF and Anthony Yard fight, interviewing him for Talk Sports. And he's a big lad, you know, and Tommy's a big lad. They've got power, both of them. They're both athletic. There's a lot of pressure on Tommy Fury in this fight. There's a lot of pressure. And Jake Paul seems to love it. He's a brilliant marketeer. It's the two most well-known fight sport marketeering families in the world, right? Families in the world. Now, if you take Logan and Jake and you take the Furies, it's quite fascinating in lots of ways. Yeah, and that's why there is so much money in it. As you said, you know, Tommy could be getting $5 million, pounds, euros, whatever it is, it's going to be big. And Jake could be getting double or triple that. And that's because, it isn't just because of Jake, Tommy, it's because of Jake, Logan, KSI, chuck all that in. Tyson Fury. Side, Tyson Fury, Tommy Fury, Frank Warren, BT. It, it literally everything. Honestly, it's everything. Um, did you see today the Carl Frotch call out or Jake Paul call out Carl Frotch and Carl Frotch respond? Yeah, he's offering 200 grand, isn't he, to fight Anderson Silver on the undercard. Get yourself over there, Carl. And uh, if Jake Paul wins, you can go and have a little cruiserweight dig with uh, with Jake Paul and prove us all wrong at the age of what's Carl, 43 or something now. 45, I believe. I wouldn't Carl. want to see we that. Have, we, we actually have the audio. Let's hear it. This is Carl Froch's call-out of Jake Paul. Listen, just in case you didn't know, my last fight was at Wembley Stadium in front of 80,000 fans. But anyway, you've got a job to do against Tommy Fury. If by some miracle you manage to beat Tommy Fury then I'll listen to you. I'll have a little chat with you, see what garbage comes out of your mouth, see what you've got to say. But until then, don't talk about me. I'm a four-time world champion. You're not a professional fighter. You're a performing clown. That's all you are. So keep my name out of your mouth until you've done something in the game. I think this Saturday your world ends. But if it doesn't, and you are stupid enough to take a fight with me, when this right hand lands on your chin, it will put you into orbit and not that stupid barnet off the top of your head. Carl Froch there, I, I thought it was fantastic because for those of you, let me just paint a, a picture as well because he's in, his, he's in his garage, he's got his big heavy bag next to him, he's showing his WBC titles and as much as you say, wait one second actually Gav, you said you wouldn't want to see it because... I think Carl Frosch is still in fantastic shape and is a oh, very, okay, very okay. accomplished boxer. Um, who I think even at this age, oh, how long has he been out now? Is it four it's years? It's been a while. It's been a while. No, that George Groves fight must be longer than that. That's 2014, 2013-14. Wow, nine years. I think so. Yeah, you know, you might be correct. I think so. Let's have a look. I think it's nine years ago, you know. And I mean... I said, and I'm, you know, I think I'm correct. I said, I was with Carl on Saturday and he's in shape. He's not one of those that have let himself go. I said, give him a month to get fit, and he flattens Jake Paul. It's nine years ago in May that he fought George Groves at Wembley in front of 80,000 people, as you know. I give him, I give him three months to get fit. Nine years is a long time. The thing is with Jake Paul, he just doesn't care, does he? That's what I like about <laughs> no. him. Um, you know, and I, I love the Jeopardy. He's always got an answer. Come and fight Anderson Silva for a couple of hundred grand. And, I, and, and that's what he says. I'll give you the biggest payday you've ever had in your life. And he's probably not wrong. You know what made me laugh, though? Carl in that clip was like, one second, you want me, who sold out Wembley Stadium, to fight on your undercard? <laughs> it's like, ain't happening. You want me, you get me. 
I, I, I know I like what Jake's doing. He's already finding opponents. He's the perfect, as you say, the perfect salesman. He's already like, you know, if I beat Tommy, we've got another one lined up already. It's fantastic. He's got cojones. He's got marketing now. He's, he's embraced this game. I think he's taking it seriously. I don't think the little viral clips that he puts out are just marketeer. I think he's actually putting the work in. Um, if you look at him physically over time, he has really, really grown into that cruiserweight shape. Um, and what is he, 26, 27? He's in his athletic prime. Um, I, do, I don't want to see him fight Carl Froch and others. I mean, we've seen enough. We, I mean, the, the Paul brothers between them already have fought two legends in Anderson Silva and, uh, and Floyd. And Floyd. Um, yeah. who's obviously here this week. We haven't given him a mention yet. Floyd's here in well, an exhibition we, bout we, with Aaron Jarman. We've been talking about so many superstars. <laughs> How have we forgotten about the great Floyd Mayweather? Um, very quickly, I want to end on this one, Gareth. Um, the WBC have said that the winner of this fight will be ranked. Uh, that's Mauricio Solomon and his peoples. And you know what? The winner of this fight will be ranked. We have in Jake Paul, someone who's never fought a boxer. And in Tommy Fury, someone that's only had, what, six or seven knockarounds. What do you make of that? Yeah. Eight, eight, so eight knockarounds or six K as well. He hasn't yeah. fought anyone of any note that gives him a ranking. I mean, I think they're ranked, when I looked last earlier on today, they're 360 and 340 <laughs> in the world at Cruiserweight. And then, you know, they're, they're round about 50 in their own countries. So, um, <laughs> and, and let's not forget, Badu Jack and Alumba Makabu are fighting for the WBC Cruiserweight title on that card on Saturday yeah. night. So. How weird would it be if Badu Jack wins and then calls out Jake Paul because he's beaten Tommy Fury to come and have a fight with him because he's ranked 15 in the world now? That won't happen. The mm. WBC are clearly, I think, you know, and I know Mauricio Suleiman, the president, very well. I think they're clearly trying to look at shaving a certain percentage off by sanctioning Jake Paul's fights. Um, of but this doesn't merit a world ranking. Um, and I think between the lines, people were reading too much, saying it was a top 15, but I think... It's a top forty. It doesn't even merit, 40, it doesn't yeah, even yeah. merit a top forty ranking, frankly. But um, look, uh, it's, it's a fascinating weekend. We got that going on over there. It's a bit of a circus. I've been ch chatting to Aaron Chalmers for the last few weeks. He can't believe that he's facing Floyd Mayweather on Saturday night at the O2 Arena. Um, Floyd always wanted a fight here in the UK. He might get a little bit of barracking himself because Newcastle are playing in the final of the Carabao Cup on Sunday, aren't they? So it's yeah. a little bit of a tip there for Aaron Chalmers because they'll all be coming down early and piling into the O2 Arena for a bit of entertainment on Saturday night to see their Geordie chum get probably knocked around a bit by Floyd Mayweather. But, you know, it's a bit of fun anyway. I think Floyd's going to be slightly disappointed with the amount of people that don't turn up for this one. I, I feel like this has not been pushed as much as it should have been. But still, Floyd Mayweather, and if I can get a free ticket, if you can sort me out a free ticket, Gareth, I'm coming, if you don't mind. Uh, by the way, uh, quickly, just as we end, some breaking news. This is literally just broken, and it's um, re MMA related, UFC related. Um, Triple C is back. Henry Cejudo is going to fight Aljamain Sterling for the Bantamweight title, May 6th, UFC 288. Me and you, Gareth, have always been speaking about the lack of stars, and all of a sudden, John Jones is back, Conor McGregor's back, Henry Cejudo's back. Um, Dana White's obviously starting to pay the checks because the stars are coming back. Gareth, as always, my man, enjoy Saturday. Sunday, apologies. When's May with us? Sunday or Saturday? Saturday night. Saturday night, the O2 Saturday Arena. Night. Saturday night, the O2 Enjoy that and enjoy your work on the Tommy Fury-Jake Paul fight as well.
That's it for this week. Thank you so much for downloading our Fight Night Extra. Remember, we're back every single Tuesday for more great content. And if you miss us, make sure you subscribe to Fight Night to catch up on all our other episodes. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone.